Welcome to Bread for Life. This is your host, Daniel Velasquez. I am excited to connect with you all again this uh, Wednesday afternoon. I um, really didn't post before on uh, Monday because I've been debating on what to actually um, share about. And I feel like there, there's so much that can be discussed for each one of these things that, that, um, that I've talked about. And already so much material to digest that I don't want to go too much further. Um, today, I really just want to continue on, um, expand on some of the things that I discussed last week about happiness, um, about um, give you more practical tools to be able to, to gain that in your life. And um, I've said that I've, I was going to speak about relationships, so I want to get that uh, done today and uh, just share what I know about relationships and uh, what I've seen in my life. And um you know, hopefully it, it's going to serve you well. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue creating content every week. I just don't want to create content to create content and hear myself speak. Um, I think there's already a lot that we've covered that has a lot of value and you can gain from. So um, you can go back and listen to previous podcasts uh, moving forward. I may just actually read scripture. I may just read um, the different, different books from the Bible uh, because I feel like many people never have actually read the text. They've heard things about it. They have conclusions about it, judgments, but they've never actually heard the Bible. And I don't want to preach. It's not going to be even a like a Bible study because I don't want to put my interpretation of anything so that nobody can uh, say that it's me. But I, I just want to read the text for itself, um, what it says, uh, so people can, can be exposed to it um, many times for the first time. And, you know, my comment um, on a few things just to clarify something or maybe give my opinion on something, but uh, I want to let the Bible do um, its own work. So um, nonetheless, I think today, you know, we're, we're living in unprecedented times. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of stress uh, that people are going through, a lot of challenges. Um, in, in the United States alone, there, there's been talks about a recession coming for the last year or so and everybody's just kind of waiting for the bubble to burst i think that will happen pretty soon um you know we see all the natural disasters happening all over the world we see these wars and rumors of wars that are happening uh we see many countries in africa there were there's been uh um coup d'etats and, and takeovers from the military from the government um so you know it's i i think it it's wise to to uh seek to have um, different things that can help us to navigate through life, um, and uh, that's what I'm what I'm looking to do is, in a way, empower each person to um, to believe in themselves more and to understand that you, there are things that you can't control, but there are things that you can control, and um, by focusing on those things is when we are empowered and when we are able to get results in our life regardless of whatever circumstances we are facing or, or what's, whatever's going on around us. So um, I'll actually want to start today's topic with a quote that uh, I read in this book called Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graciosi. And this is chapter nine, The Power of Happiness. This is how it starts. If you actually are paying attention to serving, creating, and doing the things that you want to do, you have no space to listen to the negative story. It fades so far into the background that it becomes virtually non-existent. If any of us pause long enough, that negative voice comes back in. If we're not actively engaged in what we're doing, our attention has no other place to go 
other than to listen to that voice in our mind that says we suck, that we can't do it. It's a really fun and cool game to train yourself to stay engaged, which keeps you taking action, and then the byproduct is confidence. Marie Forleo, interview with Dean Graciosi. So I, I love this quote uh, from Marie Forleo. Um, you know, it speaks about some of the things that, we, that we've discussed, uh, creating value, right? Paying attention, being focused, and being actively engaged in what we're doing. And even when, when uh, we discussed patience um, last week, I, I was clear about uh, making it an active patient, right? Um, where you're still moving forward, right? If, if you want to know the number one key to happiness is progress, <laughs> in my opinion, is, is growth. Um, and I think there's evidence for this and there's psychological um, um, studies that, that, that corroborate this. And, uh, you know, when we're, when we're advancing, when we're growing, we feel good, we feel better about ourselves. And it's also what a lot of these things that we've discussed are meant to help you with. Um, I think so many people have a ton of potential they just don't know how to realize it. Um, or maybe people just, you know, they don't, they don't believe in themselves enough to, to start to take action. Uh, the people that do, maybe they just don't have the right uh, tools, habits, relationships to um, be able to start to take action. Um, and, and that's okay, right? We, we all start somewhere. So I think all these things are, are meant to help you. Um, and again, today I want to be a little practical uh, in terms of some things that people can do. And it, it's things that we've even discussed before. Um, but in terms of happiness, right, if you, if you want to be happier in your life, you first, as we discussed, have to take more charge of your life. And um, Brian Tracy actually recommends that you work on these five ingredients. So the first one is health and energy. Uh, this is, according to him, and I, and I have to agree, it's one of the most important, the most important uh, element of a good life. Because it's when we have sound health and energy that we can feel happier. And if we want to be able to achieve and accomplish great things, we not only need discipline, right? But we need um, energy and, and some willpower. And um, in order to maintain those, we need good health, right? And, and fitness. This is why working out and going to gym is important. Number two area is happy relationships. So we've discussed how there was just a Harvard study that was done that um, took place over 70 years. It was one of the uh, uh, longest going studies where they followed people throughout their lives. And, um, you know, they saw the, the rise and fall of different individuals and different backgrounds and cultures. And, and the conclusion that they came to is that the quality of somebody's life is directly and highly correlated to the quality of their relationships. So relationships play a huge role in our lives, uh, as we know, right? We are part of an ecosystem, and, and we are not alone in this world. So, uh, you know, happy relationships are, are important. That's why I want to discuss that as well um, coming up later in this podcast. And what it says here is that we are social animals, and most of our happiness and happiness come from our relationships with other people. So, you know, it's important not to take our relationships for granted and especially those that are important to us. Area number three is meaningful work. So as to be truly happy, you must be fully engaged with life. You must be doing things that keep you active and give you a sense of fulfillment. 
If you are making a living, you must be doing a job that you enjoy, do well, and for which you are well paid. So immediately I think about the concept of ikigai, right? Which um, sure I've mentioned because it's something that um, I really like, which is a Japanese concept of how to find um, precisely this, like meaningful work, right? And when you're thinking about ikigai, there's four categories. The first one is uh, things that you are good at. The second one is things that you love doing. The third one is things that you can get paid for. And the fourth one is things that the world needs and are valued, right? So you're also contributing. So if you can find one thing that meets all that criteria, there's your ikigai. And, um, you know, we've talked about um, being purposeful, right? Being intentional. And, uh, yeah, I mean, work is one one of the things that we're going to spend a lot of our lives in. And especially if, if you're looking to, again, uh, build something meaningful, you're going to have to work at it for a long period of time, as we've discussed, and therefore you need to enjoy it. You need to have a passion for it. You need to be engaged with it um, so you can actually uh, do it for long enough to get to see those results. The fourth area, and uh, I know I'm going fast, so again, you know, you can uh, pause and, and listen again, but fourth area, financial independence, and uh, this is why I also have discussed about um, certain key principles like create value, right, over the liver um, that, you know, um, are the essential elements to be able to create wealth, right, so that the ecosystem that we're a part of can say, hey, I value what you're doing and, and here's some value back, which oftentimes is money. Uh, but financial independence, it, you know, that's it also helps us overcome one of our greatest fears that we have as humans, which is loss, failure, and poverty, uh, being without funds, being dependent on others. Um, and so one of the, your biggest responsibilities, according to Brian Tracy, and I do agree, is to um, deliberately and purposefully to work towards financial independence and financial freedom throughout your life. Uh, does that mean that you have to do that to be happy? No. Does that mean that everybody's called to do that? No. Um, but I think many people can have that and are able to have that, right? And again, I think if you can and you're able to, um, many times you're called to do that as well because when you are taking care of yourself, remember you're at least not a burden onto others. And uh, let me let me actually rephrase that. Um It's okay to have dependency. It's okay to like something that comes to mind immediately, missionaries, right? Missionaries oftentimes depend on people that they know or don't know to fund their missions, right? And I believe very much in their work, right? So I believe that it's a very noble task. And if you are a missionary and you are dependent on other people, I think that's totally fine. I think that's fair. I think that's that can be good, right? It can teach you to have more faith, right? So you can uh, be empowered and, and teach others how to have more faith. Um, but, you know, if, if you are a healthy individual and you have opportunities in front of you and you, um, you know, have the capacity to be able to create financial independence and you don't because you're lazy, uh, then I don't think that's right. And I think you're going to consciously or unconsciously feel that and therefore not be as happy so that's financial independence and then the fifth part is self-actualization uh which is uh it says this is the feeling you get when you are becoming everything you are capable 
of becoming. This occurs when you feel that you are realizing more and more of your true potential. So, um, self-actualization is, as we discussed in the Maslow hierarchy of needs, the the highest um, part of it. And if you have um, your physical needs covered, and you know uh, some of your spiritual and, and, and internal needs covered, like you, you you will want to continue to self self actualize and grow, as we discussed very recently. So, um, what does that mean at a practical level? Why don't I go over you know books too long, even though we've we've talked about um, some of them? I've mentioned them because I want you to actually go and pick up and buy the book and read it, right? Um, things like you know. Atomic Habits or The Compound Effect, right? Or, you know, this one that I just read. Um, so when you seek to develop yourself, that, that is um, an essential trait that any successful person has to have, especially in today's world where things are changing so quickly. The skill that is most valuable in today's world is the ability to learn. So, um, you know, uh, reading is is proven to also help us a lot uh, to develop and um, help you know to have a different perspective and grow. And um, if you look at the average number of books the CEOs read, it's like thirty something books per year. Um, I think the average American barely ever reads uh, after they graduate college. So you know, again, we have the the capability of doing it. We oftentimes just don't do it, right? So. I think these things um, that I've talked about, that's why I don't want to just keep on going and talking about more and more things because I don't want this to be just a motivation podcast, right? Where people are just like, oh yeah, that sounds good and they never apply anything. I want people to take action with these things, right? So, you know, go back and listen to some of these things that we've discussed before so you can actually uh, chew on it a little bit longer, meditate and put it into into practice um, now I will read uh, from this again from this chapter of this book uh, which is called the power of happiness 10 happiness habits that he shares Dean Graciosi to uh, be able to have more happiness because why is why is that important why is happiness important let's, let's re, uh, remember really quick when you are happy you act f- uh, from a different place right with, with different energy right and uh, we talked in the last podcast how you can sometimes start to get there with gratefulness, right? Which actually talks about here. Um, and when you are operating from that different frequency and it's a more elevated frequency when you're happier and you're positive, chances are you're going to do way better in life. You're going to uh, be able to meet the right people or recognize, um, you know, uh, the right opportunities or uh, other people will recognize you and, and want to do business with you or offer you opportunities, um, and so on, right? There, there's there's value and power in it. So that's why, and obviously I think and everybody wants to be happier, right? So um, happiness habit number one says, define what happiness looks and feels like to you. So again, uh, it's subjective, right? I can't say what happiness is to you or what's going to actually make you happy from a material standpoint. I can just say, hey, um, look, this, these are key principles that you can apply. And this is, you know, what, what I've learned, but yeah, they, you know, uh, people want to use that to a different extent. Some people are happy with just having a hut right in, in the mountain or in front of the beach. Right. Um, 
And some people, they are like, oh, well, I need to be unlimited and a multi-billionaire to be able to to find and feel accomplished and happy. Um, and I'm nobody to judge. I think, again, we're, we're all just unique people, right? So you need to define what happiness looks like to you. And that's where we talked about uh, setting a vision and the different areas there and, um, you know, what you can do to, to try to get that. Now, there's also um, happiness habit number two, which is make the present your friend. Uh, this is this is a very deep thing, uh, making the present your friend. I, I almost correlate it with, with truth a little bit. Um, because when you're present, you're kind of acknowledging your reality. You're not running away from it. And I feel like once you acknowledge your reality, you're pressing your truth, the, the truth, then you can actually start to make progress and take steps towards that vision of what you, where you want to go and, and who you want to become. Um, and it also helps to be able to manage yourself and, and your emotions, which is very important. Um, also for relationships, right? When uh, we are present, we are able to pay attention, which believe it or not, believe it or not, is, is one of the most important uh, aspects to building relationships, uh, listening, and actually being present with someone, which, again, with phones and technologies is, is so hard nowadays, but it's essential to be present and make the present your friend to be happier. Happiness habit number three, st- stop overthinking. So, we you know, we talked even at some point about... Um, when we're talking about decision-making paralysis by analysis. And I can understand some of this because, you know, when when we're having a lot of information process, um, that's what it does, right? And and I am a person that tends to overthink things and and I'm always reflecting about things. And, you know, oftentimes I think our minds don't really create the best scenarios, right? So we need to, like, just... um, Again, kind of focus on the present so we're not overthinking. Try to see things for what they are and just take action, right? So not overthink things is another key to happiness. Happiness habit number four, focus on a positive outcome. So um, ties along with this overthinking, right? We, we, need, we are uh, naturally wired to be more negative, right? We focus on negatives to, to survive and identify threats uh, and risks, but... Um, so therefore we need to, to, to focus on a positive, uh, on positive things. Our mind needs to be trained to be more positive and focus on positive outcomes. When, remember we talked about the GPS, when we start to focus on positive things and what's possible, then we are way more likely to identify opportunities, um, and actually create that reality, which we, um, the way that we do that is by having a belief, strong belief and habits that can back up what we're looking to accomplish. Uh, Happiness habit number five, let go of specific outcomes. That's a good one. It's another deep one, right? Letting go. Letting go of specific outcomes is a key to happiness. Um, Yeah, something something to just meditate on. So if I pause, it's because I just want to want everybody to think about it for a little bit.
So letting go of a specific outcomes, um, you know, I think it's 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 very important to to be able to succeed, especially like as an entrepreneur. If you if you, if you are looking to uh, become an entrepreneur, there's going to be uncertainty, right? And obviously, you want to set goals, but you can't just put all your might on having those goals be met, and especially in the way that you thought that they were going to happen, um, or in the time frame or whatever, because anybody that um, is is has has a company they can tell you that plans change because things change so quickly right so we are so tied to a specific outcome that we're not willing to accept change we're gonna suffer so much because we're gonna have this expectation of things of how they are meant to be and what they're meant to look like and how they're meant to present themselves and the time frame they're supposed to do it in and when they don't, then we're stressed out and then we're feeling negative and we start to uh, identify as negative because of our self-talk, right? And what that does is just pulling you down further and further and further, right? So it's good to set goals, but when we let go of these specific outcomes and we focus more on the process and the overall bigger picture and what we're looking to accomplish, who we're, who we're becoming in the process, that can be so much better, so much more rewarding, right? And again, going back to the the discipline uh, or the habit right before that one, which is uh, focus on the positive, right? I think oftentimes the issue is when people are, are, are doing something or attempting something, they focus on the negative, right? Instead of the progress that they're making. Uh, I'll give you a quick example because I actually don't give enough stories, but uh, I think this is a good time to do one. When I started in sales, it was because I took a summer internship internship to sell security systems door-to-door in new york now uh, i didn't have any prior professional sales experience but i just said hey this is a way for me to make way more money than driving uber or getting paid 12 bucks an hour to make milkshakes or whatever the case may be during the summer so i took on the job and i made it my mission to be successful right and i was committed to hey i'm i'm going to succeed and again if i hadn't succeeded I shouldn't have been tied to that outcome. But um, going back to, to the story, when I first started, I basically got dropped off in a neighborhood and I didn't know anything, right? But what they told me is just have, like, go knock on people's houses, have a conversation, and try to get in the house. Why? Because outside you're a pest and inside you're a guest. And there is nothing more true than that. Um, trust me. So, you know, the goal was. Just strike up a conversation, getting somebody and get into the house. So you could actually start to share about, hey, this is what we do and this is the product. And they could actually listen to you. You can identify their needs and try to close them because that was the other thing, right? It's not like we, we had a, we, for that specific job. Um, it was same day sales. But anyway, so the first day, um, you know, I talked, I don't know, I would, I would knock at least 100 doors a day. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I did like 300 in a day. But, um, you know, having conversations with tons of people, I think I only got to kind of transition two times that day, that first day, right? Where uh, at one point I almost kind of like let myself in and then got kicked out type of thing. Um, But I was like, hey, I got into two homes. Then the next day I went out with the same attitude and I say, you know what? I'm progressing. I'm just learning. And that second day. I don't know if it was six, uh, seven or, or nine homes, but I know I got into uh, significantly more homes. I still didn't get anything, any sales or nothing, but I started to feel more comfortable. And um, then I learned what actually worked and, and I you know, made sure I, I knew the process really well. And then the next day, 
I uh, my first home that I had set up kind of a, a go back to, if you want to call it that, uh, cut them on their way out to Home Depot, and I was able to transition into the house with the skills that I learned because I, I would just focus on the positive. And uh, guess what? I ended up getting my first sale. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we have 15 minutes. And three hours later, they signed docs. And, and uh, you know, they had a smart home security system that, you know, uh, is actually the, the best uh, security system and also for the money out there. So I felt great about it. Um, but that day I got like three sales. I felt amazing. I can't tell, explain really like how you feel after you set a goal because I told myself I'm going to actually get three sales today. And I, again, no prior experience. I'm like, I need to prove to myself that I can do this. And I worked my ass off to the point where I was just in flow. I didn't realize time was going by. Like I didn't think about food. I didn't think about anything other than I'm going to make this happen. And, uh, you know, uh, just to give you perspective, that day I made probably like $1,500 in commission, right? Which to me was like insane. So I felt like I was the top of the world. But the key to get that was I focused on the progress. I didn't focus on the 98 no's that I got the first day or the... 91 knows that I got the second day I focus on the two that I kind of got a conversation into the seven that I got into their home um, and ultimately that's what allowed me to continue progress in uh, the midst of adversity so um, you know it's a big one happiness habit number six here it says don't be afraid to fail so we've all we've all heard it right everybody's heard it you need to fail that's the path to success and uh, we've talked about taking risks right it, it's proven that people that take more risks uh, in the long run, they they are far more likely to have more success than people that don't take any risks. Um, and we've talked about that in, in, in different podcasts and talked about decision-making podcasts. Um, so look at that one. But don't be afraid to fail, right? That That's the path to growing and progress. Um, I really like this video that Ray Dalio made on how he became successful. And, and, and he explains this concept really, really well. So um, I would recommend you look him up and, and look at that video. Happiness habit number seven, let go of grudges. Oof. Isn't that easy to say, but really hard to do. So, I mean, we've all been done wrong at some point in our lives, right? Um, but we talked about it, right? Like if, if we allow those things to stay within us and we just hold on to them and we allow that to taint our heart and our world and our perspective because of the things that, that others have done to us, then it's going to be sad because, you know, first of all, as you, as you know, it only affects you. But it the, the bad part about it is that it has way more consequences that you might realize and you might be giving credit to. So, you know, how do you let go of grudges? Well, you need to forgive, right? And you could say, hey, well, how how am I going to forgive? You don't know what they did to me. Okay, well, there's actually a sermon about that that um, the pastor in my church that I, that I go to in Cape Coral, Florida, just did this past Sunday on that. So... Um, if you look up on YouTube, Christian Life Fellowship, um, they have all the sermons and this pastor uh, from the 18th, 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 no, the 17th, from the 17th, if you look it up, it's, it's exactly on that topic. So I encourage you to, uh, to look into it. Um, 
it's uh, for Christians actually a commandment to forgive. So if you're a Christian and and you're still holding grudges, just know that you're missing the mark um, because we, we are called to forgive as God has forgiven us. Um, so it's not if you want to forget, forgive. And uh, I'm not saying it's easy. Uh, you might need professional help, right? I don't know what you've gone through, right? You might need to go to, to therapy uh, and see some psychologists. I've done it. Hey, I, I have seen probably like three or four psychologists Maybe, maybe more in my life, right? Um, at different stages. And it, it's had an immense value for me. So I definitely advocate for it. Um, I think that it's definitely worth it. I know it's an investment, especially here in the U.S. If you live outside of the U.S., it's probably a lot cheaper for you to do it. So there's no excuse. Um, and nowadays, there's, there's a lot of apps. There's a lot of resources, again, uh, digitally um, that you can look for that can help you. So, but the key thing here is don't hold grudges. It's, it's only affecting your yourself. Happiness habit number eight. Be grateful for what's in front of you. Oof. <sighs> That's another one we just need a, a moment of silence for. All right, so being grateful for what's in front of you, um, it's so easy to overlook that. It's it's so easy to get used to things, right? Uh, speak about, you know, even, even relationships where you started taking them for granted, right? Um, and you don't realize the value of things. Um, I know we talked about how our decisions kind of lead us to where we are today. And when we are moving towards things, we we fail, we make mistakes, we get feedback, right? Um, and, and I think it's highly correlated to this principle is, is not seeing it as something negative. When we get that feedback, it's seen as something positive. Um, so both the good and the bad, if we're grateful for it, it, it unlocks the potential for us to be able to, to grow from it and see it with different eyes. Uh, I've talked about in previous podcasts how you don't want to just settle uh, for, you know, certain things, right? Like um, even talking about relationships, right? If if you are, if you have relationships that are not building you up, that are not, or that are toxic or abusive of any in any way, you need to get out of there, right? Um, but when you reflect about, so I just want to be clear about that because I feel like I've been misinterpreted, but. When you reflect about the good and the bad and you are able to get to the point where you're grateful for things, it unlocks yourself to be open to understand how you can actually extract some good out of it and how you've extracted something good out of it. Um, I'll give another example. I was heavily bullied when I was uh, growing up in, in school, in elementary school. It was insane. Like I would sit down for lunch and the kids around me like one of them would get up and leave and like the others would follow like out like type of thing you know like t- terrible but and and it was for years right that this happened and what i realized after re- reflecting upon that experience is that it really helped me build my character because uh i stopped i didn't care as much anymore about what what people thought about me right so i was able to be a little more free with myself and i and I, I think it actually even kind of created a, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder to be like, 
I'm going to go out and like be successful and I don't care. And like, you know, uh, I, I was always, I was little, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be uh, an entrepreneur and I'm going to have a lot of money and whatever. Uh, and maybe those weren't the right intentions that, you know, now reflecting up on it. But, but again, it actually helped me to, to grow as an individual. So we've talked about it in previous podcasts, how, uh, we can uh, change your perspective about the things that have happened, uh, and that are happening presently so that we can learn and grow from them. Now, uh, the ninth principle that is stated here, and I know it's kind of going long, so I don't, I don't want to, I'm not going to go too much, too much longer. Um, I might have to just give a quick, um, wrap up on, on the relationships piece, but, um, that I, that I wanted to like touch upon, but it's really basic principles. Just like anything is nothing. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's, it's simple things that we don't apply that make a big difference. Right. Um, but principle number nine says, uh, don't settle for good enough. And, um, I think this, this is so easy nowadays. Right. Uh, and I think even with the technology that we have, it, it could be even easier to, to do less work, right. And to settle for good enough. Um, uh, but what I've seen is that the people that, uh, are most successful or the people that again are committed to what they're doing and they go the extra mile, right? Um, that principle of going the extra mile is so important, right? It, like if you have a nine to five job right now and you're that person that just like shows up and nine leaves immediately at five or whatever the case may be. And Hey, maybe you're really effective with work. Um, and that's okay. Maybe, you know, you need to change if you, you really don't like that place and that's why you're like doing that. That's okay. Then maybe you need to grow into something that you do like doing. But my point is, oftentimes the people that have that type of attitude are just like they're trying to like just get by, do the least amount of things possible. They're never going to really be successful. They're never really going to be able to grow, right? Um, when you do more than expected, this is what I talked about um, over delivering. Like again, the key uh, principle in business. If you uh, have a customer, right? Great. You you got that customer. You you got your um, your marketing on point and your sales on point, right? You were able to attract that person and influence them um, to, to work with you or make a decision or become your client. That's when the work starts, right? You've made a promise to them. Now you have to not just deliver on that promise, but you want to know how you get repeat customers and referrals when you over deliver on your promises, when you do things that they don't expect you to do, when you think about their experience thoroughly, right? All the touch points and you make sure that what you're delivering is excellent where they're like, wow, this is different. It tastes different. It feels different. I like it. I want more of this. I want to go back. I want to tell people about it. I want to share it with others. That's how you succeed in business, right? Um, and, you know, again, we, we talked about relationships, right? I think it's easy to be like, well, you know, I'm, uh, I just, you know, I'm part of this like little town and uh, I just don't know many people. And, uh, you know, I just don't have these contacts that other people can have. It's like, no, you can, there's the thing called the internet, right? Like that's how you're listening to this podcast right now. There's communities out there. There's people out there that want to share, that want to help, right? But they don't want to just help people that, wanna, that don't care. They're not going to go the, do the extra effort, right? So um, you can find people that can help you, right? And, 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 and guide you and give you advice, right? There's nothing more costly than bad advice. And there, there's a lot of bad advice out there, but there's also good advice, right? You just have to kind of be a little bit more, um, thorough with uh, swift shifting through it so you can actually find the things that are real and that are valuable um, and and you know and, and grow from that so 
it, it applies to to anything in life. It's not settling for for where you are and what you have. I think it's or good enough. It's like, hey, you can you can go further, right? Um, and I don't think that applies always, right? Again, I think if you, if you're that if you have that mindset where you're just never happy with anything, like unfortunately, you're just never gonna be happy, right? Like if if uh, you know, there's that concept where it's just like there's never enough. Like no, you're you're not gonna be happy. I, I think. Unfortunately, that's what also can happen uh, with very successful people at times. They, they get everything and then they, again, they're not happy still because it doesn't fulfill them. Which leads me to the 10th and last principle, uh, which is be a part of something bigger. And wow, this is something that I've always been um, fond of. I've always, that th- this principle has always called out to me because. I feel like there's always something bigger that we're a part of, right? It's not just it's not just like the the mundane. It's like because if you just get caught up in the mundane, right, and you're just like living it day by day again, it's gonna be it's gonna be harder, right? But if you kind of identify how you can be a part of something, or you're a part of, or you you already are a part of something bigger, whether you realize it or not, you have a lot of influence around the people around you, and and you can have a lot of influence in the world, etc. Um, you know, and you consciously um seek to improve and and be a part of something bigger you can uh significantly improve your life and i think this is highly um also uh speaks to the to the spiritual side right where um you know we've talked about how this in this earth we, we didn't come to just have a comfortable experience we've come to grow and how we're going to face challenges and how the bible talks about these challenges how they build our character and i think that's what we're we're here to do right is it's part of something bigger we're meant to like contribute and live a bigger purpose and live a calling and, and it's not about just you right it's not about what fulfills you or what you can get from others because that's what social media tell in this world now tells us it's like be a lover of yourself and yeah like love yourself but like not like where you're just like thinking about yourself only that that's not going to lead to fulfillment um that's why you know these people that when they give oftentimes it's that's like what actually makes you happy which we've, we've talked about before um, but I think being part of something bigger is, is understanding that there are bigger things out there. And that's where developing a relationship with God is so important is why I talk about it so much in this podcast. You know, it's because I believe that, yeah, like, hey, having success in life and, you know, and, and building habits and improving and, you know, become more knowledgeable and make more money. Those are all good, right? Like that, that can, that, that can be good, but you know, we're all part of something much bigger than that we're, we're eternal beings and um you know this is why i want to um make sure that i'm, I'm sharing about my faith as well and uh, i want to start reading scripture in this podcast as well uh reading the bible because again i think that there can be so much value from that and i just hope that um you know you apply some of the principles that we've discussed in this podcast and i think these um Principles of happiness just show that they all built on each other, right? So you can go back and listen to to some of those and 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 learn um, and understand that again, it's it's about like something something bigger, right? And and we're spiritual beings, we're eternal beings, right? And and we have spiritual needs, as we've discussed as well before in the visions podcast. And I think it's it's so so valuable, so important, um, or I know actually. To, to have that in your life, to um, grow in a relationship with God. And 
it looks different for every person, right? You, you need, we need to accept that too, right? It's, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about you need to pray five times a day, go to church, and like, you know, the nomination or like any, no. I'm saying start to, to have a relationship with, with God, you know, like um, even I always tell people like, you know, go and look at other religions as well. Like th- I've done that, you know, I've, I've studied different religions. I, I took classes in college about different religions, a couple of them. Um, and, you know, like I came to understand, for example, I like a lot of the principles of Buddhism. I think there's a lot of wisdom in it. Um, but, you know, I have come to understand it also that the truth and, and uh, is, is in Christ, right? And, and the Bible has evidence to prove itself, which is what I talk in the very first podcast. And I can trust in it and I can believe in it. Um, and that's why I want to start to share it because I think there's so much talk about these things, but so very few people actually explore them deeply. And, and I want to um, just give everyone an opportunity to, to listen to it. And like I said, I, I don't want to preach on it. I just want to share the actual words that are written on it and uh and let people process it so you know if you're, if you're cool with that um keep listening if if not you know i guess you're gonna have to to skip those and and maybe wait until i i post again about uh other topics that i've been talking about um and things that i think can help but yeah that's that's really what i want to cover um i know i said i was going to talk about relationships really i mean i think um i've said a lot about it already in in different times but it, you know, if you want to have good relationships, just kind of have, um, one of the key things is empathy. And empathy means putting yourself in other people's shoes. Like, try to start to see things from other people's perspectives. And that's going to help you go a long way. And, you know, Abraham Lincoln has a phrase that I really appreciate, which is like, I don't like that man. I don't, I must not know him well enough. Um, and I think we're, we're so quick to jump to, to judgment and conclusions about things. And there's just so little that we know. So it takes some humility. Um, but that again is one of the keys to unlock learning and, and growth and potential. And when we approach relationships from that perspective, from also from respect, from honoring, and from love, um, it, it can it can we can grow and we can learn so much, right? And um, it's the golden rule: it's do unto others as you would like to be done unto you, uh, which is from the Bible. <laughs> funny enough, um, and you know Jesus talked about it. He he was asked, "What are the two greatest uh, commandments?" right the, the pharisees talked talk to him and they asked him and they, he was like love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself upon these two the rest of the law and the commandments is 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 based upon so basically the whole law all these hundreds if not maybe thousands of different laws that you know that, that were written these people had they could be summarized into these core principles love god and love your neighbor as yourself um, and I want to share a, a verse that gives the definition for love because I think it's it's valuable to have that when we were talking about those principles, um, which is 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 8. And this is Paul speaking. It says, If I speak in the tongue of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. This is the definition of love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. 
It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. So that was, uh, again, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 8. And um, love is the most powerful uh, force, right? Um, we can operate from a place of fear or from a place of love. And I, I love this verse, and it's a reminder for me because at times I can come off also very, very strong and, and rude and, and kind of like calling people out or challenging. And that's kind of my nature. I think that's, that can be a good thing, right? But it's so important, uh, for, even for me to remember, right, to like do things with love, to be kind, to be humble, to, to, uh, um, you know, be patient, right? As it says here, love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It, and I love this part. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So, um, I know that, um, uh, I I know that the best way for us to to grow is from a place of love, right? And um, the Bible is a love letter from God unto humanity. This is why I want to share it. Um, and when we actually understand it, we can understand the full picture. And the cool thing about it is that He doesn't leave us in the dark right like god gives us the full picture from beginning to the end um and i've spoken about uh in the first podcast because i felt compelled by the lord uh earlier this year that and he was bringing this up to me that he will come jesus will come back soon he is living you know uh, as christians we believe that jesus he came he, he lived and he was crucified but he resurrected and he is now uh, with the with the Lord, uh, with God, at, seated at His right hand, and you know He's a lawyer actually for us as Christians because by it's not because of our own good works, it's because of what He did um, that we are saved and we come into communion with Him. And um, yeah, I I want to continue to share about about this great love that God has for us and for His people and what He's done and uh, what He's doing, what he, he will continue to do. And he said, hey, um, be strong and be courageous. And he's told me that many times. And um, I, I want to do that to to share this this faith that I have. And if I wasn't doing that, I wouldn't be loving the people that I'm sharing this with. So I um, hope this serves you well. Thank you for listening this long. <laughs>